Welcome to Alive to Give Life, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngwe. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive City Church. He is a seasoned and anointed teacher of the Word of God. As you listen to this message, get ready for a complete turnaround in every area of your life. Now, let's join the message already in progress. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. Um, We're just going to share something real quickly because we need to be at at exactly 7.30. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right. Because this is our last week, we're going to focus a little bit more again on um, Going through traveling, not through meditating, but rather through traveling because we need to learn more and more why we should pray and why is it important for us to pray. Amen? All right. I'm going to first read in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 13. James, chapter 5, verse 13. I would like to submit to you tonight that prayer and fasting is the answer. That's the answer. Tell your neighbor that's the answer you're looking for. Prayer prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is the answer. The Bible here says, is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. Let He should pray. Yeah. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Trouble is things not going your way. Things not working out. Praise God. And there are many things that are not working out. But it takes understanding to pray when things are not working out. Naturally, when things are not working out, you want to fix things. Do you understand? (laughs) When things are not working out, you want to make them to work. So you begin to work. You begin to push. You begin to try and get things going. And that's okay. There's a a place for that. But listen to me. Usually things are not working out, not because you are not working, but because there's something working against you. And the thing that is working against you, your work cannot stop it. For you to stop it, you need God to start working for you. So when you pray, God works. When you work, you work. But when you pray, God can work. And that's what I want to quickly show you tonight, the reason why we need to pray. Yesterday, we saw from the book of Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Let's go there quickly. Luke 18, verse 1. Just reduce the light. Let's have only three so that people can see on the screen properly. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray. Always pray. Always pray. Praise the name of Jesus. They should always pray. And yesterday we learned that prayer is an always thing. Now something that you're going to have to do always, don't you think you need to know how to do it? Because it's going to be an always thing. Alright, so it's difficult because People who are supposed to do something always don't know how to do the always that they're supposed to do. It's an always thing, but we don't know how to do it always. 
Even casually, people can pray, not to talk of always. Do you know that as blessed as you are, God expects you to pray? With your job, with your family, your children, all those fantastic things that you have in your life now, God expects you to pray. Prayer is very important to our lives. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, the reason why you and I must always pray is not because God cannot do things. It's not because um, God is limited or anything like that. It is because of a certain order. You know, it's important for you to know why you're doing something. It's important for you to know why. Why am I supposed to pray? Why is God expecting me to pray? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, why is it necessary for me to pray? And I'm going to quickly show you. This is going to bless you. Number one, you need to realize that Earth, this planet called Earth, where you and I are living, this planet called Earth, was given to man by God. This planet, Earth, was given to man. God never gave us mass. You see, this thing of us wanting to go to Mars, it's, it's a whole story. I don't have time to take you through those details. But it's one of the greatest acts of rebellion man has ever come up with. To rebel against God to that dimension. The Bible was written for earth. Everything you read in the Bible, God is talking to you about earth, not Mars. So if Satan can move you to Mars, he has successfully uprooted you from the influence of the Bible, then he can introduce any Bible he wants for you because you'll be in a, in a complete different environment. You must understand that the things of God are done in extended precision. Like I'm saying, I don't have time to take you through all of that tonight. But let me just submit to you that God gave us earth. And I want to look at the book of Psalm 115 verse 16. Psalm 115, verse 16. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, The highest heavens belong to who? Do you understand? Let's, let's be aware of what belongs to you and what doesn't belong to you. The highest heaven belongs to? But? Do you see that? The highest heavens belong to the Lord. But the earth, the earth, this place called earth, he has given to who? To men. So when you are on earth, you are in your legal place. This is the place God gave you. All right? God gave us earth. God created the heavens and the earth. And he has the right to give it to whom he So he chose to give us the earth. To ask the children of man. That's why you find men on earth and not in any other planet. You will never find us running around in other planets. There are aliens there. Here is humans. Because God gave us this planet. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm trying to get you to understand why you need to pray. And I'm hoping that you will catch me quickly tonight. Let's look at Psalm 1-8, verse 4 to 6. I'm trying to explain to you that earth has been given to you. 
Let's start with Psalm 8. No, Psalm uh, 8. Just Psalm 8, yeah. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. Look at verse, uh, verse 5. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. And you crown him with glory and honor. Actually, this translation here, give it to me in the King James. Even in the King James, it's not accurate. Um, it says here, you've made him a little lower than the angels. Do you understand? But angels are not higher than us. We know from the Bible, the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, that angels are our servants. Yeah. Are they not ministering spirits? Give it to the NIV. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those? It's sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. So we know that angels are actually supposed to serve us. So they cannot be a little higher than, we cannot be lo lower. Can you be lower than your servant? Now, what happened in that transition? Let's go back to Psalms chapter 8 verse 5. What happened in Psalms chapter 8 verse 5 was that when these people were translating this verse, when they got here, it is literally saying, you made him a little lower than Elohim. So God made man a little lower than himself. So when these people got there, they couldn't believe that it is possible that God has made us a little lower than himself. So they decided that, no, look, I think it, they meant to say a little lower than the heavenly beings meaning the angels. But no angel was created in the image of God. Genesis, Genesis chapter, uh-huh, here we are. Oh, there it is. This guy translated it right. There it is. For thou hast made him but little lower than that's the right translation. That's the right translation. This is the right translation. A little lower than God. This is the guys who translated King James couldn't believe that this is possible. Yeah, but it is. God made you a little lower than himself. Just a little lower. You see that? A little lower. <laughs> this year you're going to grow you're going to grow even in the knowledge of yourself the knowledge of yourself you are a little lower than God that's why man do the funny the, the amazing things that you see us doing holding a microphone without a cable is speaking you can hear like it's strange stuff that man does Right now, I can send an image on my phone and somebody hears it, gets it in China right now. Not tomorrow, right now. And I can see the tick that he received it right now. I can be talking to a person here, he sees me in a... Like, it's amazing. It's when you don't understand how God made you. Just a little lower than himself. We can spend the whole year here just trying to understand this. All right? Yeah. He made you a little lower than himself. Then you explain to me why depression should take you down. 
you explain to me why these small, small things should have the effect they are having on you. Can, can depression take God down? Can worry take God down? What can take God down? Now, let's look at verse 6 for you to understand that God intended for you to be like him. Look at verse 6. You made him ruler over all the works of your hands. And you put everything under his feet. How many things are under your feet? God put everything on earth. Remember, that is where he placed you. Every, the moment something enters the orbit, the moment something enters the atmosphere, the moment it shoots down here, the moment it enters this, it's under your authority. Yes. I know the things I'm teaching, some of you can't, it's okay, you'll get there. No, you'll get there. You'll get there. A little lower than God. Think about it deeply. And all these small, small things that have been taking you down and begin to readjust yourself. Readjust yourself. So God made everything under your feet. He put everything. Everything is put under your feet. This is you at your perfection. When you are created, when God created you, we're talking about Adam. Adam was created a little lower than God. God will come himself in the cool of the day and have conversation with this guy. Every day. How do we know that? Because another day he came and they couldn't find him. He was not sending angels to talk to him. God himself, the creator of the entire universe, will walk down in the garden and will have a talk with man. Every day. Every day. Every day, man know that I'm expecting God today here. God is going to come. Just now, God is going to descend. And we're going to talk about, and that's how God says, okay, you name the animals today, and I'm going to come later, and I'll check what you did. God was not sending Michael, one of these guys, to check. No, 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 himself. He will leave everything. Leave all the glory of heaven. Descend here. And talk with man. Hmm? That's you. That's you. That is how he made you. That is the dimension in which God created you. There is no angels to whom God has that type of fellowship with. There is nothing like that. They are receiving instructions and they are following instructions. Time of fellowship, God coming and spending quality time with a human being. The day you realize who you really are, you will take yourself just a little bit more seriously you realize that God has given you such an access. This is where the jealousy of Satan came from. Look, if, if it was just angels coming to visit, Satan was never going to bother about you. Because Satan was on earth millions of years before you came. We have signs of it all over the place. The buildings you see there in uh, the pyramids of Egypt, there's no human being who could build those things. Don't fool yourself. There's no human being, even human beings don't know where the things are coming from. They don't know what the things are used for. Satan was here long before us. If you read the book of Revelation, the book of um, Isaiah, the Bible says that he fell. God, Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. He descended down here before you came. 
It's a big story. I don't have time to take you through it right now. But let me explain something quickly for you. When Satan could see that Elohim descends here every day, where, is the, where does he go? Elohim, there's a garden where he goes every day. Elohim, he's coming down here. He comes here every day and he goes to a place and he talks to a being there. Who is this guy? That Elohim comes to see him. Who is this guy? Me, I was, I was the closest and I was shut down. Elohim has never come to even check me to find out if anything is okay with me. Who is this new guy, this new kid in the block that Elohim is descending for him? It became a funny thing. Satan couldn't understand it. He couldn't understand that. He's not sending angels. He's coming himself every day. That's how much God loves you. That's how much God has loved you. That's how much God feels for you. You came out of him. There is no being that carries what you have. There's no being on that heaven. No other being was made the way you were made. Look at the Bible. Look at the history of creation. God spoke to things to create things. But when he wanted to create you, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Let's go there quickly. Know your Bible. 27. Okay, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image in our likeness and let them rule. You see, the number one reason why you can rule is because of how you were made. This verse is very much connected to Psalm 8. That's Psalm 8 I've just read to you now. If you go back to Psalm 8, then you say Psalm 8 verse 5. He made, no, the, give me that other version you had now, that ASV. You made him a little lower than God. Do you understand? Then Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, I mean, verse, um, yeah, 26 tells you that let us create man in our image. Then, uh, you see, in our image, in our likeness, then Psalm chapter 8, verse 5, a little lower than God. Then go back to uh, that one, Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, 26. And look at the next, let them rule over the fish of the sea the birds of the air, over the livestock and all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Then go to Psalm 8. You made him to have, you see Psalm 8 verse five, 6, verse 5 says you made him a little lower than God. Then the next line tells you you make him to have dominion over the, the works of thy hand. You have put all things under his foot. They work together. Those, this one explains the other one. So you reigning on earth is very much connected to you knowing who you are. Realizing that you are God. You need to be aware of this reality. Human beings are not normal. And I'm not talking about just about any human being because they are contaminated human beings because of sin. As long as the contamination is on you, you will never be able to rule. And I'm going to show it to you just now. But when you are in your right standing, 
Let's talk about Adam Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2. That's the, the Adam. Adam was giving orders to lions and they were following very, very nicely. He will call all these on you guys come. How can you name the fish of the sea? How can you name the fish of the sea? It means you have dominion over that. It means you can call them. I heard of a man in Zimbabwe. There was a man of God in Zimbabwe. I don't know his name, but I heard about that man that he, was, he reached a certain level where when he wants to baptize people, he will go to the river and he will say, I'm about to baptize people. All the unclean creatures come out. And you will see some strange animals will all come out of the... Uh, here in Zimbabwe, I'm telling you, I heard about it. All the evil, all the evil, all this, uh, your, your crocodile, all those funny stuff will all come and sit, stand on the side. He will enter the water, baptize the people. You know the man? What is his name? But you know about that story. I heard there's a powerful, yeah, what's his name? Sorry? It's a go Guti. So you see that, uh, that's the person. Is that a, it's a go Guti? You also know about that story. He will finish baptizing the people. Then he will say, okay, you can go back now. And all the animals will go right back again in the river. Give the Lord a shout in this place. When you understand your authority, you can, he will come to them and say, guys, I'm about to baptize. I don't want uncleanness. All the unclean fish, everything, come out. And they will all, you will see them all coming out, they all, and they don't die. They just come and stand there. They wait. They wait. When he is finished, he say, go back inside. And they go back inside. I'm talking about a man who had a nose like you, eyes like you, hands like you, everything like you. He was born just like you, after nine months out of the womb, just like you. But he discovered who he was, a little lower than God, and had been given authority down here on earth. I can decide. Another man by the name of um, what is the name of this guy? The, 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 the assistant of Moses. Joshua. Joshua is fighting and then he says, let the sun stand still. The next time you, you, you want to just try and compare. the back, uh, It's proven that the earth for you to feel the earth inside the sun, I think you need about 10,000 F. But a human being inside that small dot was able to stop this entire thing. Do you, do you feel what I'm talking about? A little lower than God. Look, you function based on revelation. You function based on revelation. The less you know, the less you can function. That is how everything created is. If you don't know, if you don't have a revelation of a microphone, the microphone can never function for you. It will never, you will be holding a very important tool, but you will never enjoy it. Why? Because you don't know how to use it, how it works. God created you very complex. Psalm 127, I think verse 8, you made man complex. You know, the Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully. Huh? 139, Psalm 139, I think verse 8 or 7, somewhere there. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want to show you the complexity in it. That's not my message, actually, but I just want to show you something quickly. Psalm 139. 
I thank you that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to it. Just leave it for now. So basically, I wanted to show you that you are complex. Do you understand? Another version says that you made him wonderfully complex. And I think I've shared that version here in the church before, during the uh, single service, uh, single people service, that you are wonderfully complex. You are a very complex equation to get going. The latest iPhone, just to open it, is complex. The more complex something is, the more you need certain knowledge for you to run it. So you are complex. You are complex. Try maybe uh, the amplified or the message. One of them might have complex. I don't know. I, I, but I think it should be other with NLT. Amen? You are very complex. So when something is very complex, don't try to run it simply. Your mind alone is a whole world. Your emotions, another world. You understand? Your blood circulation, your respiratory system, your digestive system. There are so many systems in you. There is all types of water inside of you. When you start running, water starts coming out. When, when, you, uh, when you feel scared, you start like water. Waters come out of nowhere. You get a cut. Blood comes, but also water starts coming. That's how complex you are. Bones came out of some places. You don't know where the bones came, but the bones are there, and they are hard. They are strong. How did they enter the woman's womb? How did bones enter a woman's womb to develop inside a woman's womb? Something that hard. You are very complex. You are very, very complex. You are very, very complex. God made you like himself. Now, that is just your physiological formation. But we now enter into your spiritual dimensions. It's another world. It's a world that animals can relate to. Because animals don't have spirits. They only have souls. The only being that has a spirit is man. And the reason God gave you a spirit is so that you can relate with him. Because the Bible says in the book of John chapter 4 verse 24, God is spirit. God is spirit. You see that? And God created you like himself. So you are like him. He is spirit. That's why you must be spiritual. And this is one of the reasons why we pray. Can I help you? I, I didn't reach this level yesterday. One of the reasons why we pray, because God is spirit. You can never relate with God with your, 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 your physique. You are dealing with a spiritual being. God is spirit. That's why you need to engage a spiritual activity for you to connect with him. And you need to learn how to do it so that you can actually start having good connectivity. God is spirit. Animals don't have spirit. They only have souls. That's why they can think. Do you understand? An animal can sit here strategize how to kill another animal. They are using their brain. They are, they are, and God gave them a little, a little, a little knowledge. And most animals have very small brains. Very, very small brains. They don't think a lot. Small. God didn't give. If God gave those guys brains, you and I were going to be history. Yeah. They are huge, but their brain is small. It's so that they don't think a lot. Yeah. 
most of you, your brains are far bigger. I'm talking about just your physical brain. It's far bigger than most of the animals. And you didn't know that. Most of them have very, very small brains. Small, small, small. You have a brain. Powerful brain. It is proven that we're not even using up to 1% of our brains. 1%. And that, we talk about very intellectual people when you are very, like, we say that your IQ is so high, maybe you are using 5%. Yeah. Imagine now most of us. I think we are 0 0.0.0.0.0.0.0. .0, .0, .0, .0, .0. Percent of your brain. Most people don't use their brain to think. They use their brain to worry. That the only time there is brain activity is when I'm worrying about this, I'm worrying. But they don't sit and think and plan and strategize nothing. They don't think about cells. They don't think about church going. They don't think about taking people to church. They don't think about building. Their, they, they never sit to think. When you find a person sitting and he's quiet, he's worried. In other words, the thoughts are negative thoughts. He's just thinking about why are things going this way. Like the only time they use their brain is for negative meditation. But the people that rule this world are people that will sit, and there is no problem. They are fabricating a problem. Then they find a solution to that problem. Then they inject that problem to the society. Then we all wake up to a problem. Then they say, no, there is a solution. There is a solution. There is a solution. I'm hearing that even the HIV virus is invented. Somebody entered the laboratory, figured it out nicely, released it to the people, then it came back later with some few medications to, to make money out of people who don't use their brains. Are you here? So when you are there, you're not even trying to think to solve a problem. Another person is thinking about creating a problem. Do you understand that level of thinking? Where I will sit and plan a problem. Then I will inject that problem. Then I'll come with the solution. Praise God. Hallelujah. What got us here? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, guys? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit lost now. Huh? We are spirits. Yes, yes, yes. I knew what I was about to say, but you didn't know. <laughs> Listen. Little, a little lower than God. Tell your neighbor, that's me. That's me. That's me. Praise God. What are we talking about? Okay, let me. Let them give, go to verse 6. Are you enjoying this? We're out of time. I'm giving you one verse. We'll continue tomorrow. Verse 6. You made him Lord over the works of your hands. So man didn't work for nothing. God did all the work for six days. Finished the creation, everything. Then he created man and said, you are in charge. Just like a person will go build the entire company. You're not there when he's building the foundation. You're not there when he's putting the offices. He does all that hard work, pays the people, does all the work then he hires you and say, you are the general manager. You don't know the foundation. You don't know how it was done. You have no clue. You are just there to be in charge. You wake up in the morning, 
wear your white shirt, put your tie, put your hands in the pocket, and everywhere you go, people say, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. That's what is going on. A person gets hired from the moment he gets hired, the whole authority is on him. He was not there when the building was built. He doesn't know how things were done in the building, but he has been hired as the general manager. And because he is hired as a general manager, everybody in there is scared of him. The moment you see him, even if you were there when they were building. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even if you were there, even if you were even supervising some of the work and then later you got employed, the moment you see him, you arrange yourself. You arrange yourself. That's what happened with Adam. The lions were there before Adam. The elephants were there before Adam. All these guys were there. Some of them saw some of the changes taking place. Adam was the last to come. When he arrived, everything was already working. So the lion could have said, ah, brother, you found us here. You found us here. We are older than you. We are older than you. We are three days younger, older than you. Water could have said, I am six That could have said, I am six days older than you. But because God made him Lord, the authority comes from God. He's the one. He, he created everybody. Then he says, you take charge. Because he said that, everything else adjusted itself to follow you. You put everything under his feet. And that is how, that's what happened when you get promoted. You are not there. But a person in higher authority places you there. And because they place you there, everybody else submits. May you be promoted. I say, may you be highly promoted and highly established. Yes. Desire it. From the very inception, God created it to be Lord over. Lord over. God wants you to be Lord over. That is his desire. You see, human beings today have lost their way. We are Lord under. But God wants you to be Lord over. Over your emotions. Lord over your emotions. Lord over your thoughts. Lord over finances. Lord over, you know, things. The events of your life, you shouldn't be run, uh, run out, you should run things. Things shouldn't run you. This is who we are. Amen? All right? Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. You have made them to be, uh, King James, please. And has made us unto God, unto our God, kings and priests. This is who you are. You are a king and a priest at the same time. Say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> Say, I am a king. I am a king. And I am a priest. I am a priest. King has to do with your social life in the, in the, in the society. And priest has to do with your spiritual life. So God expects you to be a king. A king is somebody who has influence. 
Not over animals. That's lions. He's the king of the jungle. God wants you to be king in a specific field down here. You have to have influence. Tiger Woods is called the king of, of God. When this guy was still the Michael Jordan, he was the king of what? Basketball. Ask your neighbor, you are king of what? What, what are you doing? You are king of what? You, you have to be king of something. At least your bedroom. Start. <laughs> Let me start the king, the kingdom in the bedroom first. But this is talking about, give me the verse, have you seen a man skillful? This is talking about you developing your God-given abilities and ruling down here. Look at what he says. They shall reign in mass. Where? On earth. So you are here thinking that you're going to go and reign in heaven. There's no reigning for us in heaven. There's nothing like that. In fact, the verse I first read tells you that the highest heaven belongs to who? You can never be there. Even as we are going there, we are coming back. It is called New Jerusalem. New earth. New heaven. God is bringing something new. He's putting us back on earth. Right where we were supposed to be. There's never going to be you staying in heaven forever. No, 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 no. You are coming back down. Because that is where he placed you. God never changes his mind about this. We have messed up. He's fixing the mess and he's creating a new earth. And he's placing you in it and he's bringing it down back here. And you will be down here. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He shall serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. What qualifies you to become a king is your skill in your work. You growing in your skill. It will cause you to serve very, like when you, look, there are certain, there was a, there, there was a, the cover of a CD I saw once, and the guy wrote on the cover of the CD, an audience of angels. I don't understand, look at this guy, is he crazy? What do you mean an audience of angels? How can angels, how can angels come and sit and listen to you sing? And God gave me a revelation. God says to me, you see that guy, he understands something. He's thinking that the level of music he has reached when he is playing, there are certain beings that come to listen. They are no more just normal people listening to his music. He has reached a level where when he is playing, the audience becomes very selective. There are certain people that when they speak, some, some audience will never be there even to serve, you will not be allowed. Like just to give people water, to be around, to be the person moving around to give water, they will not allow you to be there. It's a certain class. What gets you to this level? Your skill. Do you see a man skilled in his work? Skilled. I believe as I'm developing my preaching skills, 
our audience is going to change. And my audience is not going to change that some of you guys will disappear. No, you will change. You will become my kings. That I'm going to work on you until you will be the type of people that when I say something, you hear it a thousand times. So we have all grown to a certain level where you are no more obscure people. We are all kings. The reason I preach for long, I'm beginning to understand why I preach for long, because you are still, many of you are still obscure. Like it is difficult for me to go through my notes as fast as I'm supposed to because there's so much obscurity to clear. But as you get into the light, it will become easy. When I stand here, I say one point, all of you, like a thousand people already understand what I'm saying. So I don't waste my time there explaining it anymore because you have grown. Obscurity has left you. The light has come. You are no more a servant. You are now a king. In other words, you are in charge of something. You, don't, you should, don't expect to work for people for the rest of your life. You should, be, you should reach a stage where you are lord over something. You are lord over something. I see you lording over something. You must be lord, lord over something. And it is all connected to you developing your skill. Develop your king anointing and develop your priest anointing. When you put the two together, you reign on earth. You reign on earth. Let me explain. This is why many people develop the priest side. Do you understand? They can pray in tongues. They can speak. They can quote scriptures. But they are useless in the skill. put back revelation. Therefore, you children, you must have both. And to, uh, and to God has made you a king and a priest. It's the two combined. So you spend time with God, but you spend time with your books. That's the king's side. The king's side is you. Look, do you think Donald, um, this guy... Um, Michael Jackson, do you think he was reading the Bible every day and then he started singing the way he's singing? Yeah, I've watched many of his documentaries. There were times he's in the studio, he's trying to sing a song, then he will run out of the studio. People will not know what is going on. They're following him outside. Everybody, I watched it, they're following him out, and he goes, he starts dancing. Oh, but, and they say, What is going on? Then he says, I needed to practice that dance quickly before I lose it. And they say, Record, 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 they record. Then he does it. Then he, he jumps on the stage and stands like this. <laughs> An entire row of people fall. I've been praying in the spirit for a very long time. People are not falling like that. This guy, this guy stands in a park. Thousands of people just turn his face like this. All the ladies are on the floor. The ambulances are busy, up and down, up and down. They can't stand the, the, the anointing is on the man. You don't understand what I'm saying. They shall reign on earth. That guy was practically reigning in the pop industry. Practically. You couldn't get near him. You couldn't. The only thing that was missing was the priest's side. That was the only thing that was missing. So he got involved into because you know that's how the more the bigger you grow this side, the more you need this side. So now he started getting into satanism, all these things to try to, to cover this void that he was feeling this side. 
We need to have both. Once businessmen understand this, they will say that they must be in church. Church is very important for you. Because your business without the priest's side can never go anywhere. You are fighting forces that are bigger than your money. You are fighting forces that are bigger than your little people. You need a, for the power of God through the priestly side of you. So when you come to the business side, you have the argument. When you come to the, the priest side, you have the anointing. Now you put the two together, you explode. You explode. You explode. You explode. That's how you grow. Hallelujah. So don't think that I'm here to just teach you spiritual matters. I'm here to teach you the whole counsel of God, the king and the priest. It's because when you have the two, then you can reign. If you have only one, you'll never reign. Never reign. And I'm trying to talk to you about the priest side, which is prayer. The priest offers prayers. So God created, you have two functions. Yes, you have to go to school. Yes, you have to educate yourself. Yes, you have to get a job. That's your king side. You must develop it. Otherwise, you have no influence. But that side, without the priest side, you are paralyzed. You are paralyzed. We need to be highly spiritual, but we also need to be highly skilled to reign. So many believers substitute spirituality to mediocrity. In other words, they substitute, they, 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 they think that being mediocre can be substituted with being spiritual. Like if I'm a mediocre worker, but I'm a praying worker. Do you understand? My, my mediocrity at work, my, my praying is going to overpower my mediocrity. Only your skill can do that. I told you last week that there are certain points that are not prayer points. They are growth points. You can pray forever. Until you grow, the things will never change. So I encourage for you to educate yourself. I encourage you to read your books. If you are in school, I encourage you to study hard. You must be educated. You must have knowledge. You must know what you are doing. Very well, you must be. Look, you must be very well acquainted with your work. And then the spirituality just comes to cover everything else. Like when you arrive in the place, you are, a, you are highly intellectualized, you are heavily spiritualized. The two are working together. All the people with the motives are being satanized and they are being reduced to nothing. But at the same time, at the same time, your brain is highly active. That your English is good. How can we reign on earth when you can't even subdue a language? You are growing this year in Jesus' name. I say you must grow. You must grow. You must grow. Now, some of you cannot listen to CNN. You will never hear what they are saying. <laughs> Challenge yourself. Listen to CNN. You see that the English level is so high. That, that, that's the highest it can go. BBC, CNN, that's the highest. Look, when you talk about speaking English, the highest you can go is your Fox News, BBC, CNN. 
just the top. That, there is no other. That is what everybody watches. Like people that matter, they watch those type of news. Yeah. Never find them watching SCBC news. Or the, they don't watch those things. Never. And that's where you are. Always watching those funny. And, and, and they, they actually accommodate you. So they have Zulu news. Yeah? Swana news, Botswana, eh? Lesotho, Lesotho, SCBC Lesotho. Some people connect straight, Lesotho, straight from home. How will you change the world? How will you change the world? You are always connected to your small place. You are there in your small place. You watch SCBC one, and you select the. You know when the the, the Swana news are coming. Then you put on. Uh huh. But How can you impact the world? And Jesus, give me Matthew twenty-eight verse nineteen. Look at the instruction of Jesus Christ. Look at, look at what God is asking for you. Go into all nations. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Our irrelevance to the nations. It don't make sense to them. And it's this fear that has crippled us. And you know, you need to address those fears. Address the CNN fear. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah? Then watch BBC. Watch BBC. You, in the beginning, you will think the guy is speaking in tongues. You will never, you won't hear nothing. Because your, your ears have to be refined your thinking you attract who you are if you grow yourself like that you will see that in no time you're going to start attracting different types of people around you that's, that's where we are going I said that's where we are going that's the type of nation we want to be I'm expecting every one of you in your class to be the brightest those that are in the class you must be the like wherever you are right now is irrelevant. Once you leave here tonight, when you enter that class tomorrow morning, your assignment is by the time this year is over, very will be attached to my name. Very, very will be attached, will be attached to my name. Those of us who are working, I'm expecting you to come home with some rewards. They say you are the best employee this year. Your results are outstanding. Outstanding results. Outstanding. Outstanding. And those of you who, who owns businesses, your business must become the reference. Like when we talk about this field, you are number one. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows who owns the real business. Yeah. Like the rest, they are all following you. They are all learning from you. That's what it has to be. 
look, I'm not I'm here now. By the time you are done here, when you talk about church in this area, you must only have one name in your mind that I love City Church. If you want, if you want to know church, are you listening to me? If you want to know church, if you want to understand ministry, go to a love city church. Go to a go and learn. Go and learn. That's what it's gonna be. That's what it's gonna be. Hallelujah. And this, listen to me. Every pastor must have that desire. Don't tell me, Pastor, you are comparing. I'm not comparing myself. I'm just telling you what my father said I, I must be. He says I must reign. And I don't know a person who reigns and no one knows he's reigning. There's nothing like that. When you are reigning, everybody knows you are reigning. Everybody knows Don Kosi. If you say Kosi this, everybody knows that's the king. Everybody knows that. The Don Kosi Pilani, I've never seen the man. But I know there's a Kosi Pilani. I know. No, I know. I have never seen him before. But I know there's a person called Kosi Pilani. He's the king. Yeah. He shall be there. He shall be there. Through your skill and your prayers. Your skill and your prayers. Stand on your feet, everybody. Celebrate Jesus in this place. Give Jesus praise. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. To experience our services live, join us every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. at a Life State Church Sun City, located near Cornerstone Academy. Hope to see you soon. Remember, you're alive to give life.